You are listening to the Bright Life Podcast, all about ways to stay inspired, chase your dreams, and find more gratitude in the highs and lows of the journey. I'm your host, Jessica Johnson. I'm a business owner, a part-time digital nomad, a self-growth junkie, a believer in other big-hearted women, and am all about sharing tips, tricks, lessons learned, and encouragement so we can all live our biggest, brightest lives. You ready? Let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. I am so excited because I have one of my dear friends and fellow entrepreneurs here today, Kim Argetsinger. She is a business mentor and mindset coach with a mission to help people create their version of success and make more money doing what they love. Through private one-on-one coaching, Kim helps heart-centered, passion-driven entrepreneurs, creatives, and coaches transform their business from the inside out so they can build, grow, and scale a profitable, sustainable business they're wildly in love with on their terms. Kim's built her own booked-out, multi-six-figure business with consistent, multi-five-figure months without ads or complicated funnels, which is huge, and has been around the coaching and business block. She holds a BA in psychology with honors from the University of Miami, is a mentor masterclass certified life coach, and brings a background in marketing and sales to her work. And she is here today to talk to us about how to build a business full of alignment, doing what you love, and doing it in your way. And I'm so excited. So welcome, Kim. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And thanks for reading my bio. It's always so fun to yes. hear it read back to you. Yes, I know. You're like, I have a lot going on right now. This is awesome. Yeah, so thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yes, and I'm excited to start this conversation. And Kim and I are in this mastermind together. And um, so we get the privilege really of having these calls every month or so with each other and diving into our businesses and what's working and what we're growing through. And one of the things that we've been talking about is just how to make sure you are building a business with alignment, how you're always returning back to what you love or doing it in a way you love versus following some other strategy, um, putting yourself in this box when you really don't have to. And so I thought it would be fun to dive into that topic today. So Kim, do you want to share, I know I read your bio, but maybe in your own words, just bring us into, you know, what business you have a little bit about your journey, and then we'll dive into how you've, how you've built it in, in your own way. Sure. I'll try to keep it brief, but I, cause I think you did a great job in showing me, <laughs> but just for context for everyone listening, cause I think it's really aligned to the alignment piece and building things on your terms. I haven't always had a business. I went to college, got my degree in three years in psychology, thought I wanted to get my PhD, but my other love was always acting. And I've always believed you can make money doing what you love. And so I put psychology on the back burner, went to LA and spent 10 years doing the acting thing. And literally like that was what was in alignment for me. And making mm-hmm. money, doing what I love until it was no longer in alignment. So I think there's probably some things we can talk about there later. And that's yeah. when I discovered the world of coaching, which I didn't know existed at the time. And around the time I moved to New York City, I joke to start over. And because a cab driver told me I would be a millionaire if I moved here, but I moved <laughs> here and that's when I started my business. And here we are. I think I've had my business about five and a half, six years. So here we are that much longer. But my journey has definitely 
not been a linear path. And that feels important to share because I think sometimes when we talk about alignment, we think it's very linear and you just, you know, follow these little dots. And I've found it to be very much not that way. And I imagine knowing the same is true for you. Yes, definitely. Yes. I think I, to your point, it's like when you picture entrepreneurship, or I know when I left corporate America and thought, okay, I'm going to start this business. I definitely had that idea of almost like if I did all the hard work and thought it through before I left, that it would all just follow that same trajectory forever. And once you get into it, you almost have to get into it to realize what works, what doesn't, what feels good, what doesn't. And then even after you find that, like to your point with acting, you can have that for a period of time. And then one day there's this shift where you know it's almost time to evolve or grow or change. A thousand percent. And I I don't know your exact experience. So it might be nice for everyone to hear. But I know for me, like one of the big things there was to also remind myself that just because there was a change and things no longer felt in alignment, that didn't mean that they were wrong before or they hadn't been previously. Because I think it's so easy to do that and then stop trusting ourselves when I think it's exactly what you said. We're all on journeys. We're all on journeys in our personal lives and in business in particular. It's such a journey. It's really normal to have evolutions and to have things that were once in alignment to shift and to pivot and to have something new come to fruition that maybe we didn't even know existed before. Totally. And so for you, like when you feel that, for you, like what does alignment look like? What does it feel like? How do you know, okay, this is it. I've really hit this alignment type of feeling. That's a good question. I want to be mindful of how I answer this because when I think about alignment, I think one of the tricky things and something I like to check in with is not confusing alignment to mean or I should say not being in alignment, not confusing that with fear or discomfort. Because Mm. I think sometimes when we're, especially if we think about business and things that are uncomfortable or when we're in fear, I think it's easy to confuse that for not being in alignment. And so I want for everyone listening just to be mindful of that and to understand that I think there's a little bit of a differentiation there. Such a good point. um, Thank you. I'm glad that that lands. And I don't know, be curious to hear your thoughts on it. For me, alignment feels like flow. And for anyone who doesn't know what the heck that means, that's really (laughs) when you're, it's, it's like an, I think it's an artist term, but it's really like when you do something, you almost like lose track of time and you lose track of everything around you when it's sort of like, oh my gosh, I've just been doing this for six hours and I didn't even realize it. And that not necessarily where things feel easy. I think sometimes flow actually comes from challenge, but it's almost that like you're so absorbed in it that things kind of fall away and like yeah like time time is kind of doing funny things around you that to me is what alignment feels like I also what helps me a lot is I've had enough alignment in my life I can go back and think what did alignment feel like when I was acting what did alignment feel like you know when I was doing something different so when I'm checking in now with business I can see does that feel similar and so I can check in with is this feeling that doesn't feel like alignment is that that I'm out of alignment or is that fear or discomfort so I don't know if that that really explains it I'm happy to give more examples because that might be a little obtuse that's a no that's a great definition and it's kind of fun to hear because I bet if you took five different people they would all have almost a different word to describe it, but it paints a really clear picture because I think most people at one point in their lives have had that feeling of flow or time, You just you lose time doing something. So that almost is a really clear 
like engine light of, okay, am I in this alignment or am I not? How is time feeling? How's this activity feeling? Um, and to your point, it's, it's great too, that you, it doesn't mean you might not be afraid. And in some ways that might even add to that flow feeling of doing something that's challenging and stimulating, but still you feel alive and in flow doing it too. hundred percent. And when you were saying that too, the thought that came up for me, the way I know the difference, because I think, I think you're right. I think sometimes fear is almost our barometer for like, this is actually the thing we should be leaning into, um, mm. which is why it feels a little scary unless it's like actually dangerous for your health. Um, <laughs> right. But I think the difference too, and you'll have to tell me if this resonates with you, but when I think about when things are out of alignment, I'm someone who's like, I know myself. So I know like when I'm in alignment, I want to show up for things. I want to follow through. I get really excited. I do get into flow. So when there's something where I feel a lot of resistance and I don't want to show up and I don't want to follow through, like that's actually how I knew it was time to stop acting. I just oh. like, that's my little like, like if I have my little dashboard indicator, that's where I'm like, mm, low gas, gas light here. Like something's off. Yes. Okay. So that's kind of the telltale sign is something might be off here. Take a look at this. And for you, how do you know the difference between this is a bad day? I'm just not, my energy's not there. Maybe I need another coffee, you know, versus like, oh, okay, this is something I should really pay attention to. The alignment that was here has now shifted versus just almost that fleeting feeling that we all get from time to time. I'm pausing because I'm trying to think of how to answer this in a way that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So two thoughts come up for me. I think one, checking in with, am I being reactive to Mm -hmm. something? Because if I'm being reactive to something, I know I'm not really in a neutral place and there's a really good chance like I'm being triggered or it's a reaction to not sleeping well even, you know what I mean? Like, and that's a good indication to me that I'm just not even in a place to be checking my barometer or like something else is going on that needs to be addressed. And so Mm -hmm. I think like if I'm going to make that discernment, checking in with just like, am I in reactive mode? Have I been triggered? Did I not sleep well? Or am I like actually in a really neutral, clear place? And if I'm in a neutral, clear place, then if something's coming up where I'm feeling those things, I, I can really tell that's more of a response instead of a reaction. And I think that helps me a lot with the alignment piece. Mm-hmm. And now I already forgot the other thing I was going to tell you. So that, that's so good. That's where we're going to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good nugget right there that it's almost just are you operating from like a clear headspace, a neutral feeling in your life, in your body, in your energy? Or, you know, are you just tired? Are you um, feeling reactive? Are you triggered? Are you scared? But it's almost just like on a day where I am feeling in my body, in my headspace, is then is that the time it keeps coming up? Then it might be something to look at. A thousand percent. And you just triggered. You helped me remember the other thing oh, I was going to say. I think there's also something to practicing listening to yourself when you're not trying to check in for an answer, if you're in alignment, just getting into the practice of what does my, some people call their higher self, some people call it intuition, some people just call it their true voice, their North Star, whatever that is for you. But just getting in the practice of listening to that, because if you're in the practice of listening to that, it's also easy to know, is that my voice, is it that voice, your higher self, intuition, whatever that is speaking to me, telling me I'm out of intuition or 
sometimes when I say speaking to you, that might be sensations in your body. Some people mm-hmm. hear it through words. Some people hear it through sensations in their body. Or is this more a fear response or a trigger response or ego or something else coming in? So I think there's a little bit here with, for anyone listening, it's just a nice practice to get into anyway, because then you can have a little more of discernment between kind of what voice that is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. So it's almost just that practice of you don't want to do it on the time when that engine light is going off and only then until the next time. It's like you really, the more you cultivate that practice, the almost easier it'll be in a way to mm-hmm. hear that voice and to know the truth of it or just check in with yourself. It becomes a practice almost. Mm-hmm. And I have a friend who she does a lot of work in the spiritual world, which is not my zone of genius, but mm-hmm. she describes like when you hear like intuition or higher self, kind of what we're talking about here. She always says like that voice is actually usually very like calm and quiet and confident mm. and soft. It's not like freaking out. <laughs> um, so that's usually how you I can tell if that's an alignment voice or if it's more that like freak out, you shouldn't do this anymore. That's usually a good indication that it's the reaction, fear, ego voice. Oh, that's so good. I've never thought of it that way, but that's so true. The difference between how the voice comes through. (laughs) It's real for sure. At least for in my experience, it is. Yeah. It's like one is like a calm knowing and one is more like I'm freaking (laughs) out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. One thing that I thought of that maybe we should even touch on now before we keep going on this, but can you describe to like for anyone who's like, okay, we're talking about alignment and what it feels like, but for you, like what is the importance of alignment? Like why even worry about having it in the first place? Oh man. Um, such a good question. So a couple of things come up. I think one life is just so much easier when you're in alignment. And if you're a business owner, I sincerely think that can be such a shift. I've seen that for myself and I've seen it with clients. When you're out of alignment, it feels like you're walking through mud uphill to Mm. build your business to make money. And to be fair, there are stages in business for everyone that you know, can be challenging or that, you know, you can have a little bit of a time gap between the results, you know, before the results show up. So that's not what I'm talking about here. That doesn't mean you're out of alignment, but when you're in alignment, it does make everything just so much easier in terms of those results coming in. It also just feels a lot better. Like when you're in alignment, I think you're just removing so much of that resistance. So you're kind of going with the flow of the river and coasting versus trying to swim against the current. So it's just a better quality of life experience. And I think it just really helps us step into our power and own that more and also just be in our zone of genius more, which again, Mm -hmm. I think makes everything easier and feel better. Yeah. That's a great point that you had about, you know, there are stages of business that are hard, but I'm thinking back to even my first business um, and that one, even the building phase when I was, when I was so in alignment with it, it was still fun. Like it was still figuring something out and it was hard. And I look back on those times and I know that I was, you know, really trying to figure things out and piece things together and working long hours. But there was that sense of flow and sense of ease and enjoyment where it was almost like a fun puzzle to figure out versus what you described as that slogging through mud like that's a different feeling even if you're accomplishing something challenging i love that you just share that too because i think it's just so helpful for people like alignment can sometimes feel i don't even love the word like challenging i think about um 
I think about the start of my business. It was definitely challenging, but it's exactly what you described and it was in full alignment. And I started my business after leaving a job in advertising that mm-hmm. I thought was in alignment. And it was just such a good contrast because that job ironically was easier on paper, but it felt like mm. I was bringing myself inside out to try to do it versus my business on paper was way more challenging, but it was such a joy to be in that challenge. And it's exactly what you're describing. And I think it's just nice because I think, again, I think alignment can get confused for free of challenge or discomfort. And I don't think that's what it is at all. Right. I love that. I totally can picture what you're describing when you said that. It it totally clicked. So I think there's so many good aha moments that you're giving just that make it feel really tangible. And even for you, like, you know, you coach other business owners. So you probably see a lot of patterns or themes here. So where do people go wrong with creating something that feels aligned, whether it's a business or anything else in their lives? I wouldn't say people go wrong, but because I do think sometimes we find alignment and clarity through taking action. And sometimes we don't know until we test something. And I'm just saying that because I want to be mindful that just a great point for what people are going through. But I think the trap I find a lot of people fall into that has them get out of alignment or in misalignment, if that's a word. Um, We're in this beautiful time and era where there's so much information at our fingertips and there's really so many resources for every business owner and all lights have a shadow side and all benefits, you know, can have another side. And I think with that, I find for so many business owners, especially new business owners, they can get into information overload and get into the, well, I've seen 10 people do it this way, so I'm supposed to do it this way. Or I've just taken this program, which is a great program, but it has told me to do it this way. And so that's the way I'm supposed to do it. And I think sometimes that can kind of keep people off their path of alignment because so much of alignment is really finding the path that is true for you and right for you, which often won't look like it does for someone else. And so I think that's the place I see sometimes people kind of get stuck and spin their wheels a little bit. And it's also sometimes the hardest to shift out of because there's a little bit of safety in Mm -hmm. following someone else's path. So, you know, I think sometimes that unwinding that fear that could come up is, is part of what wants to keep people out of alignment. Does that make sense? It does. And I totally agree. I think that even in my experience, like when I first started my business, you're almost looking for the right strategy or there's so much information that you see all these successful people and you're like, well, I'll follow what they've done or I'll take this from them and this from these other people. And I even got into this trap with this uh program that I did at one point that was, you know, it taught advertising, it taught sales calls, but it was so in a way that was not at all in alignment with my style. And I mean, I literally developed a like rash over this. I got so much anxiety over doing these, you know, intense sales calls their way. But when you're just starting out, it's almost like, well, this is the way it's done. And you don't know. That's why I love how you coach because you don't know that there are people out there, there are coaches and who will guide you in this. And there's business owners who have done it their own way. And a lot of times that's kind of the phase you get to when things really start to click. It's like you can try all the other ways, but until it's truly a way that feels good for you, it's it's gonna be more challenging to really like hit your stride and and find success like in a way that feels good. It's so true. And I just so appreciate you sharing that because it I think about my journey as well. And I similarly, my version of that was I tried every business model because I thought I was supposed to do things a certain way. And it wasn't until I just let myself 
do things that were the way and that were alignment for me, that things really clicked for me in business. So I so resonate with what you're sharing. And I think just for anyone listening too, and it's like sometimes alignment is also a journey of discovery. And, you know, no matter how much you're taking a program or someone's coaching you to help find that, sometimes we don't know. And it's like, we don't know until we've done the thing that's out of alignment to know what is in alignment. It's kind of like dating. Sometimes you have to date some people who aren't a fit to know like, oh, this is the person who's a fit for me. Yes. I'm so glad you said that because it's true. Like none of this should be a reason to pause and not take action because you can gain so much information about yourself and what does feel good by the action. Like it's not the thinking to some degree that helps you with that. It's kind of getting out there and getting a little messy and trying something and listening to that feedback from your body and your life and your mind. And it, oh, that feels good. That doesn't. I lose time here. I don't. And so it's almost rather than saying, oh, you need to have it all figured out ahead of time. It's like, no, just get out there and start with whatever is calling to you now. And that your life will kind of guide you to your alignment. Almost you'll know when things are off and it'll you can get out of alignment, but you keep kind of being drawn, I think, back to what does feel right. Thousand percent. I think dating is actually the perfect analogy. It is. It's like it's exactly like dating. (laughs) And when you find your person. You just kind of know it's like hard to really articulate, which is why it's probably hard to articulate alignment. It's that exact same feeling. Mm-hmm. And I love what you said too, because it makes it feel less like you're either in this alignment or you're out of it. And it's almost more this thing that you can move between and come back to any time. It's not like once you're out of it, you're doomed. It's like, no, you can, you can get back to that place at any time. And so like, what are ways that you either for yourself or for your clients you see people get back to alignment, even if it's off or it started to feel a little off. I think a couple things come up there. I think what you said about the action piece, I do think sometimes the way people get back to alignment is by taking action and allowing them, like you said earlier, I think you said messy action and letting things be messy Mm -hmm. because with that, it's almost a surrender of I'm just going to let this be messy until I find the alignment is is kind of what we're subconsciously saying. And so I sometimes see like the clients who find the best, like best alignment, if that's even a thing, but who really get into alignment, oftentimes on their way to that and to like getting back into alignment, it doesn't look like that. And sort of like how sometimes things have to fall apart to come back together or to create space to rearrange for things to come together. And I say that because sometimes like I think we think it's like this really beautiful meditation or something that like brings <laughs> right. us to alignment. And sometimes it's actually like the exact stuff that looks like you're out of alignment that brings you there. I would say that was probably the case for me. Like the reason I am feel so in alignment with my business is I just so let myself be in messy unalignment to get here. Um, so I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of a backwards answer. Um, the other thing that comes up is just really allowing yourself to keep keeping that question and like staying open to the question and observing what's coming up for you. Mm -hmm. I think we messy action is only truly messy when we put our, like when we ignore what's coming up for us and when we ignore listening to ourselves and observing our thoughts and kind of doing that mindset work and thought work, messy action is beautiful, messy action that brings everything together when we allow ourselves to stay aware through it. And so I think just giving yourself that gift while taking messy action in my experiences where I've seen people really either get into alignment or get back into alignment. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, that's so good. And something that came up for me there is, you know, so when you were in this advertising job, um, there was probably some sense of 
this seems like the right thing to do, or when you're following these other business models and being told this is the way to do it, I I imagine that some people know when they're out of alignment, and then it's almost harder to choose the path of going back to alignment because it doesn't seem like it makes sense, because it doesn't seem as lucrative, because they haven't seen anyone do it before. So for you, even with advertising or building your business in your way, like what are some of the ways that you have gotten to a place where you almost like gotten over the fear of taking the aligned path, even if you don't know what the path is going to look like or how you're going to get there, you know, when another path seems mm-hmm. almost like the path you should be mm-hmm. choosing. I think to normalize too, because I think you're so spot on. I think it's a little bit of that sunken cost fallacy where it's like yeah. we've taken time or energy or resources and put them somewhere. So we feel like, well, might as well stay here because I've already spent this time, money and energy. And it's such a fallacy because you still have all of this time, energy, and resources yeah. ahead of you. <laughs> that's um, true. So that's just something I like to remember because it's just our brain has all sorts of cognitive biases that don't serve us, and that happens to be one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, in terms of like how I allow myself, I think I've just always had such a core value of I really, truly desire to and believe that you can literally do anything you put your mind to and really believe is possible and you can create money any way you want and I just like that's just been like vain through my whole life Mm -hmm. and so I think when I realized like when I went into advertising for example I did truly think that was the thing and it was not the right next step for me it was like the most challenging thing ever for me talk about sunken costs Um, but I ran after that because I believed you can make money doing what you love and then when I figured out because I was literally on a subway going home crying from a networking event. Um, mm. I, I, I feel misalignment very viscerally. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> same I right think, now. <laughs> I think for me, it was just like, life's too short. And I just really believe in this is meant to be a stepping stone. This mm. is meant to, you know, give me insight into something else. It didn't happen in 2.5 seconds. It took me a second to uncover what was next. But I just so strongly believe that if we desire something and we show up for that and we get into alignment and we show up and take action, like we can create anything. So I think having that belief set is what allows me then when I started my business, to me, it didn't seem crazy. It seemed crazy to me to stay in something that wouldn't serve me anymore. Right. And, you know, what you said with that sunken cost fallacy, it's so true about how your brain will look and say, well, you've already done this, you've invested this and that. But really, objectively, you had your whole life ahead of you (laughs) to think that just because you had a certain amount of time doing something, there was so much greater amount of time and resources to be put into something new. It's so it's so funny how your brain does that. Our brains are so funny. I heard, <laughs> and oh gosh, I cannot think of the name. I want to give credit where credit is due. I will see if I can think of the name. It's another podcast with a male podcast author or uh, podcaster about money. Oh, for the love of money, maybe. But he t- talked about this on an episode where he said, you wouldn't get into your car and say you live in Florida and you're driving to Georgia and you realize you're driving the wrong direction for two hours. <laughs> you wouldn't say, oh, well, F it. I'm just going to keep driving <laughs> in the wrong direction because I've already been driving for two hours. No, you'd be like, well, that's kind of a bummer. I'm going to have yeah. to put some more. But like, let me turn around and get where I want to go. And that's kind of the same thing here. Just most of us are like, well, I've been going in the wrong direction for two hours. I already spent those two hours in that gas. F it. Let me just keep going in the wrong direction. Yeah, so good. And what I really realized on my journey is none of that time is wasted. It might feel like you've been going in the wrong direction, or it might feel frustrating to invest a certain amount of time in your life in something. But for me, whenever I've pivoted or changed paths, like 
whatever I've done before has served me. You know, even my first business, I learned so much about running a business. And I mean, it saved so much time on the second one (laughs) to have gone through all of that and the fear of being, I don't know, out there and like sharing my message or whatever. So I really think that that is the case. Even when I was in corporate America, the skills I was learning then helped me to start my businesses. And so I really think that almost that shift in perspective of, yeah, you might have been going the wrong way overall, but what can you use from that time? And just trusting that is going to serve you one day. There perhaps is a reason that you went on that detour, just like when you're driving. So much, like you don't know what the accident is that you avoided on the highway or, you know what I mean? Like what beautiful tree or landscape you got to see because you went the other way. I, I don't know if this feels true for you, but do you ever feel like, do you feel like you would have the business you do now if you hadn't taken some of those in air quotes like missteps or like wrong no. directions no I mean I would not have even probably thought of it you know I mm-hmm. I had to do the first business which was more like in the wellness industry and coaching because it you know I was interested in that field and but for me what I started to realize is okay, I'm not the person that can do like the coaching calls all day, but I loved writing about it. Like I loved being able to um, teach in that way. And I loved being able to mentor others. And so it totally just, it's almost taking the nuggets of what's working and what's in alignment and then taking the ones that aren't and shifting those to be like, okay, what's working here and what's not? And how can I turn these ones that aren't doing so well and make them something that complements like the whole picture and actually does feel really good? I so feel the same way. I feel like they're all building blocks, which is why I think what you said was so brilliant earlier about the messy action piece. It's not even really like we just get those nuggets, but if we don't take that action, if you don't have the corporate job, if you don't start the first business, you can't get to the second business. Yeah, definitely. And another thing that I think you've done so well with your business and is such a core part of your message is really that permission for people to do things their way. So can you speak to that? Like, what what does that mean to you? What does that look like? Anything that you would, you know, guide people on um, or st- what stands out there? Yeah, I I could just talk about that alone for the next three yeah. years. So I'll try to be <laughs> succinct. A couple things come up for me. Um, I think just for everyone listening, because you probably don't know a ton about my work, I only focus on one-on-one and I've decided very intentionally to scale one-on-one as a business model. And I've just literally been told when I started coaching and when I got into coaching, that's just not a possible thing to do. You're going to trade time for money. Like that's just, it's just not possible. I also was told over and over again, people wouldn't spend money on mindset work. Mm. And it like where I'm sitting now, I'm so glad that there was a part of me that was like, well, I'm going to find a way to do things my way because it's literally the business I have and I love it so much. So I want to get up every day for it and I want to show up for it, which means it's very sustainable and it'll continue to grow and scale. Whereas I tried for a hot second to do things the way I was told to. And it was actually really challenging for me because it was out of alignment like you were talking about. So when I say do things your way and that you can make money on your terms, it really is what we've been talking about this whole episode in terms of I just so strongly believe the more you allow yourself to do things your way, the easier it is to show up in business, the more sustainability, longevity you can have. And 
I just think it's so incredibly important. That being said, and don't mind my cat who's scratching at the door, but <laughs> that being said, I think just it's kind of what we were talking about at the beginning as well, is just being mindful of the difference between doing things your way or having the pendulum swing when we get like rebellious or in resistance and we are, or we're in fear or we're in discomfort and we want to claim, well, I just don't want to do that because it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. That's not the same exact thing. So I don't know if that exactly answers your question, but yeah. Yeah. It's like you totally. I mean, the fact that you built this one on one model when there's so much out there about you have to scale this way or you have to do a course in order to be able to scale whatever. Like, I really admire that. I think that you have really stayed steadfast to what your vision is. And if that shifts one day, you'll do it. But it sounds like you will do it in a way when it does feel right and it doesn't feel like just following the crowd or feeling pressured into it almost. Yes. And I absolutely give myself that permission. Exactly. Full permission. It's kind of what we were talking about because then that would be in alignment. It's like just to bring that full circle, whereas it's not now. And it's the same thing I coach my clients through. I just find if we can tap into like what you actually want to do in the way you actually want to do it, it's so much easier to show up and to take that messy action. And business can be very simple, but that doesn't mean it's without challenges. I mean, you and I both know, especially Mm -hmm. when you're building, it can feel hard even if it's simple on paper. So if it's doing things the way you want to, it's so much easier to keep wanting to show up, to get into that flow we're talking about, to stay in the game long enough to actually see the results show up. Whereas if you're just doing something because you think it's the way you're supposed to, as soon as things get challenging, you're going to want to be like, screw this. Why, yeah. would, I, why would I bother? <laughs> yeah. It makes the fear so much easier to face and to overcome and to get out there on the Facebook lives or whatever when you have this thing that you really are passionate about versus, I mean, if you don't believe in it or you don't want to do it, that's when the fear and everything else becomes really hard to swallow because you're not even passionate about this thing to begin with. Yes, exactly. One of my favorite things to check in with clients is do you want what's on the other side of that fear more than Mm -hmm. you don't want to feel fear or discomfort or uncomfortable? And that's kind of, I think, what you're saying there, which means you have to like do things on your terms or want them enough or be passionate enough about it. That doesn't mean it has to check every box or be unicorns and rainbows all the time, but you have to want what's on the other side enough. You have to want what's on the other side of a marathon enough to get up and do those training runs every day and kind of the same thing with business. Yes. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, Kim is so helpful because if we're ever having a challenge, like I'll text her and she's told me that before and it's so smart. She has these nuggets that just like stand out and your mind is blown and you're like, how did you think of this in a text? But you had that once and that totally shifted my perspective of do you want what's on the other side of this thing? Because you don't always have to like the thing, but you have to make whatever's on the other side of it worth it. And then just let give yourself a gut check of weigh in and see where you land on that. You don't have to force it either, um, but it's a great way to really think about, okay, I, can I do this if it means that I get what's on the other side of this? It's a great way to just show up for your marathon training or whatever that day. Thank you for saying that. And I think what you just said kind of, because I've been like, how do we describe that difference between like alignment versus fear? But I think your example with the live streams and what you just said is exactly it. Live streams you might be scared to do them and then you might be like, well, these aren't in alignment. So why should I do that? This isn't me doing, if I do things my way, I'm not going to do live streams ever, which usually is just excuses and resistance and 
fear coming up. And if you check in with, but do I want what's on the other side of that live stream? The client I'm going to book, the business I'm going to build, this work I'm going to do more than I don't want to do the live stream or the fear. I think that's just a way you can also check in with the alignment piece. Hmm. Okay. I love that. You know, there's so much like in the online world where people feel like you, you've said like they, you have to do things a certain way. There's a certain strategy. What steps would you recommend for anyone who is listening to this and is fired up and is like, I'm going to get into a place where I'm in alignment, where I'm loving what I'm doing, but I don't know where to begin. You know, what, what are some ways that they can start to get back to that place of alignment? I'm pausing because I'm I'm thinking like what's what's the easiest way to describe how to get into alignment. I think I think it's what we talked about earlier. I think with things because alignment's a bit of a clarity and mindset piece and I think whenever we're talking about stuff like that, like step one is almost always awareness. It's sort of like mm-hmm. the AA philosophy. Um like step one is admitting you have a problem. Mm-hmm. And so I think step one with alignment is practicing awareness and practicing listening to yourself and listening again whether we call that intuition or higher self and checking in with what does it feel like when I am in alignment what does it feel like when I'm in flow what does it feel like when I'm out of alignment can I just start to have that discernment and then checking in with whatever it is you're talking about if you're talking about your business or your personal relationships or your romantic relationships then just starting to check in and ask yourself does do I feel in alignment here and I think that awareness there that's always going to be the first place to go from. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you can always take next steps. But it's hard to take next steps if we don't have that awareness first. Totally. Yeah, that's been a big discovery for me is just, I used to think of emotions as, you know, just kind of things to control, to like navigate, to corral the way you wanted them to. But really, the more I've gotten into this thought mindset practice of, you know, running a business, I really started to pay attention to those emotions to desires to the feelings as like these guideposts almost where if you're having a crabby day for you know a month on end instead of just putting yourself in that place of like come on let's get your act together what are you doing now I more gently try and just look at that and say okay this has been happening a lot lately or this always happens in this type of work or this type of client what's going on there And almost just giving yourself the permission that maybe your desires aren't just random desires that you can say yes to some and no to others, but maybe those desires are those signposts to what you're really truly supposed to be doing and where your gifts are going to be best used and almost what your path is kind of. It's exactly that. I think what you're describing there is like getting into that observer place, being able to observe ourselves, and then you're being a bit of a detective with yourself. And I think that's so much of what coaching work is. And you can self-coach, which is first we have to have that awareness. And then what you're doing is just digging into like, wait a second, I've been feeling this way for a month. Let me figure out what's actually going on here. Not making it wrong, not trying to shove it away, not trying to corral it or put it into a box, but can this tell me something? What is this like aside from processing it, what is this telling me? What is this telling me about the type of work I'm doing? What's the information here? I think you hit the nail on the head there. And then from that, we can all take messy action, right? With that information and with that data, it's going to just look a little different for everyone. Yes. Yeah. It's just get curious and whatever speaks to you, try that. And then you'll get feedback on that and you can make your next decision. And I think Gabby Bernstein uh, refers to it as, you, you know, it's one right step in front of the other. So not a big deal if you take that misstep, just, okay, 
go back and, you know, take the next one and then the next one. And it becomes, it breaks it into such a smaller process and makes it feel like you can have that constant feedback versus, <laughs> I don't know, just having to choose one path and then force it the whole way. And it, I think that's so important too, to remember, none of us are stuck on a path. So if you're constantly yeah. observing and kind of doing that detective work, Jessica said, and then I think we can just also play with from that, like you said, like, just what's the next best step for me? And something I always like to ask is, is this step or is this action taking me closer to where I want to go? Mm. Like, is it in service of that? Because I think sometimes with alignment too, it's almost like, well, if it doesn't give me that right away. So using that as a bit of a barometer, the what you said about Gabby Bernstein just made me think of that. And I think that can be a really nice thing. And remember like it's, and then the feedback loop there and then just checking in with how do I feel after that? What's happening in my body? What's happening in my thoughts? Like what's showing up as a result? And then you can just continue to calibrate that way. So amazing. I feel like you're spill of so much wisdom. I've gotten so much out of just hearing you talk about it in this way. And I'm sure everyone listening has as well. And what about like, for where can people find you? Where they can they support you? Where can they hear more of these amazing aha moments and everything? Oh, I love you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. And for anyone listening, I would love to connect. I always love, love, love connecting. I'm, my website is always the easiest place with everything. It's kimargetsinger.com. I have a podcast, One Question, Unapologetic Questions for Unapologetic Results, which you are also a guest on. Yes. So you should check out that episode specifically. But I'd love to have you there. We unpack a question each week to help you unpack and get your own answer so you can do things your way in your business. And then best place online on social media is my Facebook group, Business Besties and Creative Bosses. We have a really strong group and community in there. And we would always love, love, love to have you. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I just adore you. And thank you for taking the time and sharing all of this. I know it's going to help so many people who are starting a business, thinking about it, uh, wanting to pivot, and just that encouragement that what to feel when you're looking for that alignment and how to get back to it. Everyone is capable of doing that. You have plenty of, plenty of fun little tools now to get started. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening in. If you loved this episode, it would mean so much to me if you share it on Instagram stories and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping get the message out. I am so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time, talk to you soon.